Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. This is a weekend update for the week ending August 26, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, it's pretty obvious from here. They gave up the Irene number. We're below Irene. And they did the thing where they make the lower high. There was two scenarios. Either they're going to test double top or make a new high, or they were going to come up short and subsequently make a lower high. And that's what happened. Lower high, close the week below the Irene number. We talked about this a dozen times. And from where I sit, and until or unless they recapture Irene in rapid fashion, This is the beginning of the next leg lower. And that's going to be the mainstay of our discussion here today. What are our expectations? We're going to look around the horn. I'm going to provide some longer-term numbers. What does that mean? It means numbers that we should be looking for in a variety of markets, whether it's the S&P, the IWM, some of the sectors within the S&P, energy or technology, consumer discretionary, consumer staples, we can take a look at some of those things and gauge where the market is likely headed based on what the mathematics tells us where those particular charts should be going before the next bottom is made. Now let's have a discussion about why would I think that we never had a good bottom before, that we're due for a better bottom, and what kind of phase are we in? If you go back to what happened from the bounce away from 365, we talked about it a number of times. The market made a low, but it never had that capitulation type of volume situation. Now, it looks like heavy volume when you look at the current chart, and based on the current average of what the volume is, that is a high volume day here, a high volume day here, but the capitulation type of stuff, that really needs to happen in accordance with a sufficient bottom is much more than that. We're looking at 250 million shares, maybe 350, 300 million or more. Something like that where they throw the baby out with the bathwater. We never got that. And specifically down here when they spiked through the 365 and reversed, they never had number one, capitulation volume, and number two, bullish reversal type of volume with what we call institutional participation. So it was void of volume on both ends. So that's part of the equation. It's part of one of the puzzle pieces on the table when I'm looking for an important high, an important low. Now let's take the volume on Friday, for example, and let's analyze that for a moment. So in comparison to the rest of the volume of late. This is a high volume day. It's a reversal candle. Therefore, by definition, it is a high volume reversal day. Not tremendous volume, but you have to take it into an account against the current average. I'm not looking for a low, so I'm not looking for capitulation volume. We're looking for a change in what we'll say is character in the market. Look at this candle from Friday in comparison to all the other candles of late. That is a big time breakdown candle. 
When's the last time you had a big-time breakdown candle of the same magnitude? Well, it's not quite. This is the closest thing you have lately, and that's not even the same. And you go back over here, and they're not even the same. This is getting close. So when you look at this kind of stuff, you say, this is a different kind of tape. It's not the narrow-ranging day that we were seeing day in and day out. They came right into and closed below the 100-period moving average. No bounce-off, no nothing. Now, let's take a pause here for a second and say, hey, can they run a quick rescue operation Monday morning, Sunday night into Monday morning? And by the time you watch this video, it may already be Sunday night markets open. Who knows what's going to happen? Are they going to open the trap door? Or are they going to try and run a rescue operation formation? The only thing that solidifies a rescue operation is getting back above Irene. We're going to call it 410.20. Technically now it's going to be a little higher, but this is for starters. If you see something up in that neighborhood on Monday or Tuesday or something like that, one of two things is going to happen. It's either a full-fledged rescue operation or they're going to get rejected and they're giving you one more chance. One more chance for what, she says. One more chance to sell a rip. Now, what does that mean? That means that instead of the buy the dip mentality in a bullish uptrend that we've seen of late, and even though the larger picture is bearish, this is a bullish uptrend on the daily chart. So it was a buy the dip type of situation. When you change trend, and I believe they're changing trend as we speak, instead of a buy the dip, it becomes a sell the rip. You sell rallies, not necessarily just in the S&P. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to sell the rip. Why is that? Am I expecting this to be a short-lived decline or a more protracted or longer-term decline? Well, then you have to ask, well, what are you actually looking for? Are you looking for new lows or are you looking for some kind of a retesting situation? Well, here's the deal. From where I sit, they're going to, at minimum, of have a retest, not necessarily at the lows right now, but they're going to work their way down toward the lows, a lot lower than they are now. For argument's sake, we can use a round number and say, hey, 375 makes a whole lot of sense for a whole lot of reasons for me. It's not going to happen overnight. There will be, as usual, rip-your-face-off rallies in the meantime. And it is, once again, a trader's market rather than a buy-and-hold type of situation. It's just not. Could you get a DCB on Monday? What's a DCB? A dead cat bounce. Of course you can. So check this out, by the way. So here's a five-minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity. 410.20 is Irene. So it's a give or take. Whatever the actual number is doesn't really matter. It's around 410. So look what they do. They come down. They bounce off of it. Looks like the defense has run out on the field. Could they be doing it one more time into the end of the week? Well, it's possible. So they bounce off, and then they start to fail. And you can see what happened around that number. They fought it. They fought it. They fought it. And once it was over and the number was essentially given up, that was it for the remainder of the afternoon. So you could see right here, at least from an intraday perspective, this area was super, super, and uber important. That was the Irene number. Let's use Camp IWM, and we don't need those lines anymore. Let's use Camp IWM 
for a learning opportunity. Item number one, breakout area. They come back to test the breakout area. Then they fail at the same breakout area. Okay, fair enough. So we know there is a failure of sorts on our hands. That tells us the destination is going somewhere else. Where could it be? And what happens if, we'll throw this in the mix, what happens if volatility really expands? Where's this thing going? Well, I'm not saying it's going there right away. All I'm saying is that's an important trend line. And once or if the market gets down to that area right over here, okay, around 175 as it stands here, but this will creep up. So over time, that number will rise, but that will be an important trend line. But wait, there's more. What if I look further in the chart and I use some of the things that we always use? Run with me on this one for a moment. So the market runs up to this spot and it finds overhead resistance. This spot's important. The market's telling us this spot is important. It's not me making it up and it's not somebody else telling me to tell you that that's an important spot. It just is because the market stopped there and it had a reasonably good pullback in comparison to everything else on the chart. So we say, at least from a shorter term perspective, we know that's an important spot and it pulls back. And now the market leaves what we'll call some unfinished business. Well, what does that mean? And you see where I'm drawing this line. So what that means is that there's a gap left open from where the market closed on this day to where the market opened or at least even made a low on this day and went higher. So it never filled this gap on that day and it never has been back there. So therefore we consider that, I consider that unfinished business. There's other things that are considered unfinished business. This is one of them. So I'm gonna say at some point, if the market is even getting into the neighborhood of where that gap is, we can say that they're gonna go for that gap. They don't have to stop at that gap, but we know that that is going to draw price in. It will become magnetic at some point. Now, depending on when this all takes place, if it's out in time over here, you could see where this trend line begins to intersect where that gap and unfinished business is. They spike through the gap a little bit, they find support at this trend line. And oh, by the way, isn't this important too? Yeah, why is that? Because that's a former breakout area too. How does that work? The market ran up to this spot and it pulled back. Couldn't even get back there, pulled back, finally busted through, and therefore that equals a breakout area. So when the market comes back down to this zone, you've got some unfinished business, you have a former breakout area and an intersection potentially depending on when in time this happens, but you have a potential intersection with an upsloping trend line connecting the lows that are important. Do anybody think that this area over here is going to provide support? And the answer is under normal garden variety conditions using the 80-20 rule, you bet your bottom dollar that's going to be an important spot depending on how and when they get there. How do you like Dem apples? Can we repeat the process in the queues? And the answer is kind of, sort of, but here's the situation. We're not going to need this anymore. The situation is this, that trend line is not that far away from current price. So this chart gets looked at a little bit differently and we have a different conversation. 
Now, maybe the trend line is support from a temporary basis. Maybe it's support from a long-term basis. However, what happens if they start closing daily below this trend line? Then all of a sudden, and not necessarily just this low here, but the door begins to open to run some tests of stuff a lot lower than where that trend line is. These are the kind of things that we have to review in each and every chart if I'm right and we get an expansion of volatility and this is the beginning of the next leg lower across the markets. Here's a weekly chart of the SPY. I know I'm jumping around, but this is a weekend video. I wanna get this thing wrapped up. I wanna get some information in front of you in preparation for the mindset leading into next week. We don't know whether they're gonna run a rescue operation or kill the tape again. We have no idea, but you've gotta be prepared for either side. So here's what I'm looking at on the weekly chart. What happens if, if this is the beginning of another leg down? When, when you look at this chart, you say, well, isn't this one of these bearish wedge patterns, right? The market comes down, creates a bearish wedge pattern, was basically on time. I was looking for one more push higher, but certainly was essentially on time. And if this is the beginning of another leg lower, is it gonna stop at double bottom over here? Or is it going to cut through the 200 period moving average like a hot knife through butter and be going somewhere else? And by the way, you'll all start to remember we've had 318.92 on the board for quite some time. And it's not like I was saying, hey, the market's coming right back down here. I just said, they left some unfinished business, and we did this at the time. If you were a member or watching the videos back then, then you would remember this. I said, we're just going to leave this on the board because they're going to come back and take care of this unfinished business. All of a sudden, when you look at a longer-term chart, it's not really that far away if, in fact, this is going to be a bearish type of wedgish formation that's going to all of a sudden accelerate on the downside. We don't know this to be true, but this is absolutely on the board right now. Just looking around the horn, we take a look at the monthly chart and you say, well, what are the possibilities? Well, they can collapse, they can have a rescue operation. They can also have one of these situations where they just put in this monthly bearish flaggish pattern for a while. That is absolutely possible. How many months could that go on for? Who knows, but it could go on for several months and if they do that, when you think about the range from high to low, and you have month after month after month of this kind of thing, you begin to understand that that could be torture. Not torture for you and I, but that could be torture for the average, everyday Johnny investor. It's also quite possible that they come right into the 50-period moving average and have spent two and a half or three months above that number, kind of hovering above it when you think about it, it's unlikely they're actually going to stop there for very long to begin with. If they're coming down with velocity and we're looking at a monthly chart, you have to look to the left and you say, in this general zone is a monthly breakup candle low. What's that number? How about 327.24? Now, this is far away. We could be talking about 2023 if this is a protracted or prolonged bear market phase. I'm just giving you the bear case. Rescue them above 410, all that bear stuff is off the table until or unless they would be back below. That's it. 41020 is our pivot, longer term pivot. Running a test, fine. Staying above, different story. 
leaving it in the dust, different story, acceleration on the downside. We're gonna do some of those other charts over time. Over the next several videos, I'm gonna start to review a whole different series of types of charts. Sectors, some hot sectors, some areas where investors, long-term investors might run to hide, that might give you certain clues for where money flow is going. So we're gonna start to look around the horn. We're gonna treat this with kit gloves. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're gonna pull the ripcord here today. There's more to come. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.